chicken paste for the seed, but you're only gonna need the edge. This is a little bit too hot of a microphone. I need to cue this on down. I just made my head swim a little bit. AJ, you ever get your head swimming? You ever just start talking and then the words escape you as your mind starts swirling into cotton? You ever do that? Is I'm that sorry. like a deficiency? Are you saying that you talked so loud and so vigorously <laughs> that you made yourself lightheaded? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. This is part of the reason I've been going to a doctor because that's been happening more frequently. Um, I think it's stress. Oh. I think it's, yeah, uh, it's, I, I, I'm not too concerned about it because I know the doctors will fix me up and I'll be looking good, but like, I want to, I want to be able to talk with energy. I want to talk. Is it wanna... possible that it's a podcasting injury? A podcasting injury? AJ, wait, yeah. do we have comp? Does, does spiritual successor season two include comp for you and me? Medical comp? Do we make enough Fuck on no, our dog? <laughs> <laughs> do we make enough on not our only Patreon that, yet? But you... <laughs> Not only that, but if we did, you wouldn't get benefits. I would, I, but um, that's wait, because what? I'm salary. What? Yeah, wait, sorry, you get benefits, but I don't get hour. benefits. Well, I'm paid by. I'm not paid by the hour because I edit the show, and you are paid by the hour. So that's why, like, but you but know, so I, you're an hourly wage, so no I, benefits for you. But I also I edit a let's play and I make the art and I manage the Discord and I manage the Patreon. This is bullshit. I do. I yeah, do I agree. work. You know what? I do. I you should, you know. You should, should start a union. union. I'm going to unionize. I'm going to union. I'm going to make the suck union. Um, and I'm here to call out all of the bullshit I have experienced. In <laughs> Wait, well, this unfortunately, this is fifty percent of our workforce, so I will have to listen to you. And this is how a union operates. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting weird images of you know, like those two heads in Ben Ten Omniforce. Where he like he he, he tr- <laughs> where they're always arguing, but they can't make a decision, um, and then they have to have a third person come in to tell them like, yeah, this is this is what I agree with. Blake, you can't be in here dropping spoilers for Ben Ten Ultimate Alien like this. You have to give That's a warning that you're going to be spoiling. Oh, I'm sorry. Plots relating to, to Ultimate Alien. Do I need to give a I'm spoiler sorry, warning X, for that? Is the name of the alien that does that thing? Do Do I need to give a spoiler warning for a 13 year old series? Actually, it was Omni. Uh, how it was Omni Alien? No, that was like that was like 2011. 2012. Ultimate Alien. The alien that we're talking about is Alien X. Omni please, Omnitrix. A, please a ben do 10, not fuck up ben our 10 the Ben Ten Omnitrix. Stuff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we sometimes talk about Ben Ten, sometimes talk about unions and how. Um, AJ gets benefits, but I do not. It is really sad. Spiritual success, spiritual successor season two was going to fix that, but nah, I'm still hung out to dry. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rea. And I'm your other host, AJ Hart, and we're here to ring-a-ding-ding in season two, baby. New drops inbound. New Those dro- drops Ooh. don't include health benefits for Blake Ray, but here's what they do include. <laughs> hey, uh, I know I know. Spiritual Successor season two is launched. There's not much we could do to change it, but I would like to make an addendum. Uh, bro, I'm 25. No, you can, Dude, hey, I'm you 25, can fight for I'm th- about to turn 26, and I'm about to lose my parents' health benefits, and that's scary? That's like, oh my god i don't know what to do um <laughs> well now that you've unionized when we go into discussions for season three you can fight for health uh, benefits in that season the suck but union right yeah, now yeah. season two you get nothing <laughs> well here's what not... season two will bring in actually it does yeah. bring in more hours for you because uh, we have new products coming uh, down the pipeline uh, uh. 
So I may not be getting a lot of benefits, but the audience sure as hell is. If you are interested, we have a YouTube channel where we post Let's Plays. And we were doing about one Let's Play a week. They're about an hour long. And we realized we can't get through a lot of games by doing that. You and I uh, took three months to get through Dead Rising. Unacceptable. Can't do that again. <laughs> um, so we're doing yeah, two. It was a long time to get through that game. <laughs> we're doing two Let's Plays a week every Tuesday and Friday. If you guys want to hang out with us, listen to us dick around, talk about unions and how much, you know, like healthcare I need, um, come check us out on YouTube at Spiritual Successor Podcast. But you know what? Let's Plays. Do we want to spoil what, what, what one of our next games is? Our next... I'm hella excited about what our next game on the Let's Play channel is going to be. Oh, give them a little bit of a benefit. Yeah, we're about to finish both It Takes Two and Dead Rising next week. So if you want to give a little bit of a, a little bit of a spoiler, I'm down. Go ahead. We're starting up Travis Strikes Again, baby. God, it's I'm gonna so... be Blake's first No More Heroes game. I've, and I'm I so excited so to see hyped. this this rancid boy get his comeuppance and become. I, I I hear he becomes like way cooler in the. Newest game, Travis. Uh, what's what's the newest game called again? I'm I'm a f- no uh, more heroes. Just 3. no more heroes three. It's really? that he's not a deplore like just an absolutely trash man. But you will get to, you will be joining Travis during the middle of his arc to becoming I, not the worst person on earth. I am so excited to do the voice because there's like a visual novel aspect to that game, and you and I get to get to practice voices. I can't wait to do the voice for Batman. That's literally his name, right? <laughs> it's just Batman. Yeah. How fucking, cool, how fucking stupid and over the top and awesome is that? I love it. I love well, it. You don't understand. It's deep because his daughter's name was Bad Girl. <laughs> That's stupid, AJ. That sounds so. That sounds so fucking stupid. Um, outs- <laughs> outside that, we have two more announcements that we will uh, go on over the course of the episode. But for now. AJ, do you want to give a game? You want to hit off? Do you want to start off Spiritual Suck Season 2? Because clearly you are the favored worker of this company. I make the rules, and so yes, I will go ahead and <laughs> drop the first one. I make the rules, so I made myself the favorite. I don't get no input from anybody else. <laughs> go ahead, hit me with the game. Vince McMahon be like. Anyway, this comes from Mock, probably Callum Philpot on Twitter. A modern-day set RPG where you play as someone who believes the moon is an evil god. You spend the game leveling up in order to accomplish your goal. Kill the moon. Can they do it? Or is it just a space rock? So, this kind of... <laughs> this is an Two RPG things. One, where your so... stats are normal human stats. And it's stuff uh-huh. like, oh, your stamina is 10? That means that you can run a mile without being winded. Congratulations. So, okay, hold on, hold on. Is So the end goal is to kill the moon. Mm-hmm. Is this, I can picture this going two ways. Is this like a spore si- type of system where it's like you start off as just a singular person and then it's overall, it becomes something like Frostpunk where it's like you're controlling a civilization <laughs> that is slowly gearing up to to fucking destroy the moon. Well, actually, no, no, no. This no, is this is a this good route because rules, yes, it is a yeah, top-down yeah. like tactics game that slowly builds out as you start out as one guy and then eventually uh-huh. like become a scientist and then gr- become a group of astronauts and then become a group of actually, space fighters. How about no, no, no. Fuck, fuck the science angle. I don't want to do the science angle of this thing because there the did the can you read the submission again? Because I I want to hone in on something. Okay. Yeah. 
a modern day so you- set RPG where you play as someone who believes the moon is an evil god. You spend the uh-huh. game leveling up in order to accomplish your goal. Kill the moon. Okay. Can they do it? So- or is it just a space rock? Okay, I would argue so the that thing you can that still out- kill it if it is just a space rock, for the record. I mean, sure. Oh, totally. You could totally kill a rock moon. But the thing that stands out to me is that they think the moon is an evil god. This isn't a game about science. This isn't a game about <laughs> maximizing your civilization. This is a game about growing your cult. This is about growing a following to for because what that tells me is that you worship some god that doesn't fucking like the moon. Maybe you worship the sun. Maybe you know what we could just. This is like a midsummer. Uh, Midsomar, God, I, I am so apologize. I just butchered that <laughs> in That's the heat fine. of the moment. Don't, don't, no, it's not fine. It's people's no. language, and we gotta Blake, respect that. Blake, Blake, we cannot <laughs> get started printing retractions in season two. Are you kidding me? Think about season, how many things two, you and I fuck season, up. The season of not giving a fuck. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, think you're, about you're how right. much you and I mix up. You think for a second that we can spend <laughs> any amount of mental energy like pro, like repairing damages? Come on, dude. <laughs> All right. Do I need to? Do I need so, to show you the budget again? Like. of the money comes to me, 10% goes to you, and I'm going to let you know right now, Blake, I'm looking out for you, the the retractions budget, it ain't coming out of my 90%. Mm, mm. (laughs) All the the, uh, repairs and damages and sues, uh, all of that money comes from the money that I would normally get, which is like- That comes out of your union dues, which you decided (laughs) that you wanted to have. Okay, but going back to the submission, I wonder if this starts like you are in a commune, like more like Midsommar kind of vibe. For those that don't know, Midsommar, it's spoiler warning for you, AJ, just for you. It's a cult, but it's also like done. It's a horror movie done in a way that's so unlike most horror movies where everything's very bright and very like. Um, very colorful, very, uh, it's just, it's, it, it's, you wouldn't expect it to be a horror movie going into it. I'm wondering if you can start off on that level where it's just like people in a commune, no technology. And oh, as the game goes on, you collect more followers and maybe they have technology, but all of it's like, maybe like more occult, uh, occult powered. So it's not like Spore where it's like you're growing your civilization to become like this dominant civilization, but moreover like maybe something along the lines of Dune where it's like you have a vast society that does have advanced technology, but it's not like, you know, electronic in nature. I think that you have trying to get to, to the hyper magic technology. It's Magitech. It's the ha- ma- magic, the magic pa- tech. technology. It's powered by crystals, baby. I think that it it's does start by- off as like this top-down tactics game where you just have your one little guy. And then eventually, mm-hmm. like, and you'll be just fighting. Just a little guy. You'll be going out and you'll be <laughs> hunting. You'll be fighting other cults, I guess, to try to get them to join your cult so that you can go fight You're them. You're fighting... Oh, what if all of the cults in this game are, like, inspired by heavenly bodies? So it's like you have the cult of the moon, you have the Mm -hmm. cult of, like, Saturn, the cult of Mars, the cult of, like... So they're all based on, like, planets and comets and, like, very notable things. Yeah, so, like, all of the cults have different, like, personalities to them. So... Do, and as the game goes do, on, it'll it'll progress from like a top down level of like you have one person, and then it will mm-hmm. eventually turn into like something akin to XCOM. And then halfway through the mm-hmm. game, we'll give you the option to band characters together to create tiny units, and then the camera will oh. zoom out. And then we've created the idea of little armies, which now uh-huh, we've become uh-huh. a, ty- a 
more broad. It's like tactics an RTS. It becomes an RTS or like a total a total war sort of exactly. Game. And exactly. That's how it fuck, so is the whole point of it then to conquer the planet? I think that you need to gather up enough points and enough armies that like you're feeling sustainable and powerful enough, and there will be a separate grid that's like go to the moon. Like that'll be its okay. own secondary objective where you have Ooh. to like level things up so that you can either get enough magic to teleport you to the moon or enough science to build a space rocket. So let me let me ask you something because this game, though very different, it reminds me of this one game. I I, I cannot learn it for the life of me because it's so complicated. But you ever heard of Cultist Simulator? No. So it's like a deck building game, sort of, where you are trying to build out your cult and you have to balance like inducting people, offing people, um, just managing the funds of your cult without getting caught by other people. Is there a level of intrigue in this game? Like, oh, what if we did something we just no, stole? I think that from, you're like, totally allowed to have this cult. I'm thinking that we take a Scientology angle where like it's a cult but everyone knows it and like we're all like, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> They're too rich. There's nothing we could do about it. They kind of just <laughs> exist. And I think that that's the angle. Maybe this is Scientology trying to take out the moon. I don't know any of the ideals or goals of Scientology other than to exploit money from people. <laughs> I mean, when you just lay it out like that, it's 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 all right there on the can, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so what, how does this game end? Is it... I'm trying to figure out what are the pitfalls that you that you could be walking through because they did say RPG, so that mm-hmm. tells me there has to be multiple ways to go about this game. Are you not necessarily, you, but it's an RPG. Mm-hmm. You can have like like a game with like Persona. Like yeah, there's choices mm-hmm. in like the like the character hangouts, but like the story mm-hmm. only goes one way, and you're only really gonna build your character to, to hurt and kill. Yeah, and also you get to pick like your relationships on the side that don't necessarily have an. I think RPG just means there's numbers. <laughs> like, let's really no, think the, about it, right? That's no, all no, RPG really role means. Playing game. That's what? No, I mean, I no because like I wouldn't call Call of Duty a role playing so bold, game. So, no, it's not a role playing game. But there because there's no numbers. Uh, now, Borderlands I mean, is an RPG because there's numbers. What are the numbers, though? There are no numbers. For the They're guns. completely the different guns mechanics. The guns numbers go up. And but when I shoot things, the numbers pop up have, on screen. But they have different mechanics, though. They have different... Like, I'm not saying... I don't think the siren plays the same way as the soldier. Like, there's hmm. there's a difference in play style there. So, how, how about this? Let me okay, put you on here's, here's where we go. So, here's what it comes down to. Is Bulletstorm okay. an RPG? No, it's not an RPG. But there is numbers. <laughs> but the, okay, did that? So does fucking Galaga. But I don't think Galaga is a goddamn like <laughs> RPG. <laughs> so does fucking Pac-Man. Oh, just because you could pick a different lane and Pac-Man means it's an RPG. Numbers don't mean shit. See, so character choice <laughs> doesn't just... mean anything either. If you're saying that you can That's, take different paths exact... and you wouldn't call Pac-Man an RPG. So AJ, you and I talked about the spiritual successor. Spiritual successor season two means less arguing. You and I gotta, you and I gotta be on the same page of things. You and I talked about this, and you okay, immediately threw it out. The- <laughs> you know what it is? It's old habits. You know what I mean? The old, guy hard. Old, yeah, you're right. Yeah, a hundred episodes will do that. You just built. Just <laughs> so w- let me pitch you on this. If we're going an RPG route, so you know, like in Civilization, which is like that big top-down like RTS game. Um, depending on which. 
uh, society you choose at the beginning of the game dictates where you spawn on the planet. Mm -hmm. Depending on which heavenly body you worship at the beginning of the game dictates what area you spawn in on the planet or like what, like you also dictates what abilities. Like I'm imagining if you choose the Mars has often been associated. uh, Fuck it. I'm just going to go into it. I don't know if this is right or not. Um, Mars has often been associated with like... That's the attitude I expect to see out of you. (laughs) Fuck it. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Whatever. (laughs) Mars has often been associated with war and like rage, right? So what if there were rage-based mechanics that you then get to capitalize on? So like, what if you have a cult of rage? And I'm imagining that would dictate why you want to destroy the moon. So like, if you chose the rage, it's just like, I fucking hate the way that moon looks down on us. Every time I look up in the sky and there it is looking down on us. That facing the moon's grin. smug yeah, face. Yeah, facing the moon's, the smug faces on the moon. I just want I just, I just want to punch it in the face. But then you that, so depending on which heavenly body you choose would dictate like, what are your motivations? What are the ways that you induct people into your cult? And how do you go about destroying the moon? So it, it, I think there that's kind of the RPG element that could be translated regardless if you're just one guy or if you're just a whole group of people. Okay. Moving yeah. army style. Okay, so, let's put a pin I, in this. Okay, all right. I also think Heavenly Bodies is a pretty good... Um, actually, it's a little bit too romantic, isn't it? <laughs> Heavenly Bodies does feel a little bit too romantic. Is, though it, I will is keep... that a... Is that actually wait a second? Isn't that the isn't that the one series about the the, the people with the tattoos? No, that's Heavenly Creatures. Um, I'm actually wait. No, I might have gotten all of that. I don't. I think I named three different book series. <laughs> no, yeah. Heavenly Bodies. Yeah, Heavenly Bodies. Uh, actually, it's a PS5 game. I fuck. All right, whatever. What? It's our game. It's our game now. Our game. Yeah, now, I fuck guess it. it's. <laughs> this one comes to us uh, in the vein of RPGs because we're picking a the theme this week, I guess. This one comes to us on Twitter from Gazer at just Gazer Day One A One, an RPG where the world is entirely made up of craft products, all of Kirby's Epic Yarn or Paper Mario. So I love the, the reason I picked this is because I love the idea. I've, I've been getting into crafts and shit lately, so any excuse to talk about like man, what if we built a game that's all about, like, dioramas? Or, like, you built a game that's all about, like, all of your weapons are crafting-based, like, Or an entire game Mario. that takes place within a Joanne's fabric. So, yeah, I totally get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get shrunk. Honey, honey, I got shrunk into Joanne's fabrics. Um, <laughs> so, it, one of the things is it, that I find so cool and I think translates to an RPG is when you are, like, say, building a clay model, you have to start out with its skeleton where you do, like, the armature and then you wrap it in foil so you're not wasting clay. And then you have to cover that in clay and then you have to do all the detail work. What if your advancement as a character, you start off as, like, the base material? So, like, at the beginning of the game, you're just a paperclip. You're the armature. And then uh-huh. as you level up, your character or you as an art piece yourself gets more and more complete. So by the end of the Might game, you, you, you go. This, then. Yeah, what's, up? what's up? You are becoming more and more complete, and you're getting more things added on to you, and you do start off as a sentient paperclip. By the end of mm-hmm. the game, you are trying to leave the Joanne's fabrics like Pinocchio and pass yourself off as a real boy. Oh, so you okay? So you you have to go, and each level is like a different section of the Joanne's fabric. This and you're this just going to keep like, getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So I'm wondering that would be so cool because this it, what, 
One of my biggest pet peeves in video games, I'm playing God of War right now, and I love it. It's so much fun. Things I fucking hate about it, though, is how, like, I get to something like, oh, hey, here's a chest, but it's covered in this, like, red root that I can't destroy. I guess I have to fucking remember to come back to this to open it. I hate that in video games. I think it's the dumbest, stupidest thing. I hate it. It wastes my time because now it means I have to remember things, and I'm and I'm impatient. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. Not a That's big Metroid really- fan, huh? No, I'm not. <laughs> I love Metroid as a concept. I love that as an IP and as a vibe. We're I fucking it. hate it gameplay <laughs> gameplay wise. I fucking hate it because it's just so. To me, it's I, I get the appeal of it of like, and this is where I was going it's, with this with this yeah, crafting game. Give the pitch. It's cool to it's cool to come back to an area and see how it changed and. In God of War, it actually does it in an interesting way. The main hub is Midgard, and it's a big lake. Middle of the game, or somewhere in the game, that lake's water goes down bit by bit, uh, opening up a whole new bunch of like areas to explore in that same area you've been in for like the past six hours. That's well, we cool. That's magical. That so, except it's because yeah. you got bigger. Like because you got bigger, the it's like Katamari Damacy also does that a little bit, where it's like you start off super small and as you get bigger it's like oh your brain your brain triggers like oh now that i'm this big all of those things i had to avoid earlier i could just scoop up so yeah, like th- in this things play, that in, were in like the- a big platforming challenge at the beginning of the game are now just stairs mm. for your normal big yeah. body now yeah. that you're toddler sized yeah so it's like and i love that because it'd be like oh you get to the so say you start off as an armature or whatever you get to the clay area and you realize oh man i don't I have, even though I'm like, I have the skeleton, I have nothing for the clay to stick to. I guess I got to go over to another area to get the tinfoil to build out my body a little bit. Then I can, once you have that new ability that comes with like being more rigid of like the tinfoil or whatever, then you can get access to the clay parts. So then it's just like this back and forth of like going to different areas of a Joanne's Fabrics or a Michael's or whatever. And just exploring this. This game screams to me. It's platform. a collectathon. Yeah, it's a platform collectathon. Yeah. I think that what yeah. we need to nail down is how horrifying your character is going to look. Because I really do want it to just be like Pinocchio, but <laughs> if it was a copy pop in- or a creepy pop, instead, in- instead of be- like actual hair, it's like those. Uh, what are those? Those little squigs or whatever. What the fuck are those things called? Where it's like I, I, I know every crafting the like, little pipe cleaners. I, the pipe cleaners, yeah. Yeah, I got you, bud. So it's just like yeah, no real pipe, hair, just pipe cleaners. Just and googly like, eyes, melted clay. I'm, you, I wonder. I if, want you to look like when you're approaching near the end of the game, you are looking like a teenager that got put in a microwave. Like I know that that's a really <laughs> horrifying image, and I'm sorry about that. But like you're, you know, you're like made of clay, <laughs> and your shirt is made of paper, and so like everything's kind of falling off of you as you're walking around. You, you know that, um, gosh, what, I forget which mo- Indiana Jones movie it was. It's the one where the dude's face got melted for looking yes, in the Ark of the I Covenant. You look feeling. like that, but like midway it stopped. <laughs> he didn't like, get no, melted it, away I think completely. It keeps going, and your character's idle animation <laughs> is like grabbing a piece of their face that's falling off of their chin and sliding it back oh, up to their head. Uh, uh, this gives me, oh, I, I don't think you've ever seen it. I remember it making its rounds. The Adventures of Mark Twain, the claymation movie. Yes, yes, yes. It is yeah. The- remember the remember the scene where like it's they're talking to Satan and just like how weird and melty their face got. Mm-hmm. I, so you know, okay. So let's talk mechanics a little bit here. Is this a game where 
you the things that you've crafted onto yourself can fall off. So is this a game where you're it rather than trying to constantly how familiar are you with the video game on the xbox 360 that saw no financial success never dead never dead i've never heard of it so i think it's called never dead it was the third person action game where your character didn't have a health bar but because he was cursed with immortality and so enemies would shoot and hurt and kill him and he would fall apart like a little doll man oh his legs and arms and head would kind of fun so it's like <laughs> that reminds me of those like old toys where you pull the string and it makes the body like stand upright, but the moment you let the string go, the whole body crumples. You remember yeah, those it things? It was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what it's this like game a, it's just is, like a physics like simulation. You, you get more health in the way that you have more things that can fall off of you in combat, and you just have to uh-huh, run around uh-huh. and pick them up like Sonic the Hedgehog rings. So what, does that imply that? depending on what you have on your body would dictate what abilities you have yeah because they did say an rpg so like you'll have like like, a punch button a kick button and then like a third person like a shoot button like a Uh my i guess my frame of reference is any triple a action game period you know what i mean let let me hit you let me hit you with one remember uh what's that What's that Cronenberg movie where he has the gun that shoots finger bullets or fingernails or whatever? Uh, that's that's a, what your gun is. There's a lot of Cronenberg films with flesh guns. Um, really? Which, yeah, I would yeah. feel like it's only one. Well, <laughs> you named it, one, and I already know of one that doesn't sound like that at all, and that's Videodrome, where he gets essentially a grenade launcher hand. That's so f- okay. So that, but I, either way, either way, because we can go off on that tangent. I know the one that um, you're talking about I, though, because there, yeah. I had a VHS for it in my house, and it was described as the Matrix, but crazy. Like it says Ooh. on the fucking box for the VHS, the Matrix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So what if that's your your hand? Like your your character's right hand is just firing the clay, but. One thing I love, and I, I can't name you any game that does You get that eventually. I think you start with just a smack button because you're a little paperclip. And the little paperclip well, animation is that you whip the end of the paperclip out like a fun little punch. Well, I one thing I was leaning towards is, like, I'm wondering if your attacks are are connected to your health or your your physical self in a way. They're where it's connected like, okay, to say, things that you unlocked, yes. So, like, if you're in combat and you get hit too much, you'll drop your gun, and then you're running around, yes. you're like, oh, where'd my gun well, go? I gotta pick that back up. Well, what Well, what if we go a step further with that? So, like, just I'm just using the gun as an example because I think it's, like, the most obvious one, but, like, so you have your hand and you're firing clay bullets, but the more you fire, the more clay is actually being taken from your body. <gasps> yeah! So we, can lean into, so we can lean into that body horror craft. This, okay, that's the description of this game. Body horror in a Joanne's fabric store. So that that <laughs> yes. so as you as you use your abilities you are taking pieces of yourself off of you. That's the stank on this game. This is a this is like a bug snacks a uh, bug stack style game where it's like it's cute on the surface, but the more you think about it and the more you look at it, the weirder it fucking gets and the more uncomfortable you get. Cuz like let's we should have some like a- hardcore 
action moments in this game where like do you uh-huh. know those executions in God of War where like you grab somebody by the legs, pick them up them and rip them in and... half? Yeah. I, maybe yeah. there's things you're, like that. You're... Maybe there's an enemy that like looks oh. like a little woolly Yoshi. And the execution is that you grab hold of the end of it and then you just start yanking that string while like you hold one oh hand out and God. keep pull, hold that <laughs> far away from you while you rip the ripcord on this little yeah. dude. And, and, you just, just hear and then you just scream and expose their skeleton. Yeah. yeah. Like holy shit. Oh this my is a God. game you know that is for kids, and then you look at it, and you're like, like the kid animation this is, is not. Oh, this he, is he, not. He no. took the string off of the woolly man, and then like an adult <laughs> sees it and is like, "Did you just skin that man alive?" Yeah, and then you just there's that moment where like the paper split or the armature that was inside that little like yarn Yoshi just kind of sits there, wobbles for a little bit, and then it just smacks onto the floor. So it's like, hey, you, could, you here's my new pitch it. on this. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Could this be our Conquer's Bad Fur Day? I'm saying all the marketing and stuff is like, oh, look, it's all fun and cutesy and totally fine. And then we get in and the paperclip's <laughs> like, I just want to have sex and get a titty butt. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I'm i going to say no because I don't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, How wild is it, by the way, that Conqueror's Bad Fur Day exists that way with a little rat that wants to just drink and smoke all day and get action and then the I've like never heard the of that second conquer game there's, there's is a, a children's game period uh, uh, i mean uh, what year did this come out on conquer's bad fur day i think that's a 96 game yeah it doesn't surprise me that sounds <laughs> that sounds like that era now um, i'll admit <laughs> it's possible that conquer this squirrel is games not of all time. that nasty and in my brain i just like categorized him under the same section in my brain as fritz the cat which is a nasty cat Wait, hold um, on. What's the name of the game again? Did you say Discworld? No, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. So I, for some reason, I I thought you said Discworld at the end of that. I'm like the book. No, he's series? a squirrel. Like, what? Oh, I mean, like, dude, it's a '90s game. Like, that's there's there's so much fucking trash of the '90s that it's just like, yeah, it's better left there. Not, not <laughs> hey, Conquer's but, Bad Fur Day is. Held in a lot of people's hearts for some reason. I never played really? it. Really? Yeah, it was it was a really? rare game, like Banjo and Kazooie. So it had a decent pedigree behind it. Uh, man, I don't know. I feel th- I feel like there's better games that came out in that era, like Grim Fandango, which was a like little Banjo bit more clever. Kazooie. Ban- I mean, I never played Banjo Kazooie. Never. I it, it, just a game that never found its way into my house. I was like, I was more of like a Spyro guy. Like I that was like my ideal like oh i'm a kid playing a cool fantastical creature i'm gonna just be spy i'm a little dragon who has who just fucking yells at people and is snarky how adorable actually that brings up a good thing what is our main character like who are they are they a snarky sort of character I think they are swear they... and cuss and they crave violence <laughs> they crave violence like what this person is is like at their core they are somebody that <laughs> intends to use their life to commit fraud they imp- intend oh. to leave the joanne's fabric pretending to be a human at any cost and they want to get out of this joanne's fabrics at any cost they will not stand by and let people be in their way they will consume everything, murder, and they will become spree. human by any means necessary. Oh, my God. So Okay, so how about this, then? So I wonder if this is like a Golden Fleece story or like a Holy Grail sort of tale where, like, somewhere hidden in the Joanne's Fabrics, in the most forgotten hallway of this Joanne's Fabrics, is a is human heart. This, 
is a human heart that will want upon building or sewing into your body clay it, like just something really fucking grotesque and awful you be then you then craft yourself into a human being and then can leave the joanne fabrics because I'm, I, I wonder if there's like maybe the opening scene is like our character trying to run their way through like the these sliding. Cl- Actually, that's the funniest thing. They look, they're not big enough to activate the automatic doors, so they look at it as like some force field that they can't get through. It's so like just the like only like way an to. Hour, it's, a, it's an eight-hour journey, much like this scene in Toy Story where all the toys are trying to figure out how to open the automatic door. Yeah, this is that yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. So they, but they, but there's this like fantastical element to. But they don't understand it's mechanical or whatever. It's like there's a magic force field around this entire, uh, entire uh, labyrinthian of hallways and crafting materials that you can't escape unless you are the size of a human. So there's this magical element to this character going through each of these hallways, getting new abilities, getting new crafting materials um, that is constantly changing. So you, know, you and I just finished playing it takes two and my favorite thing about that game is that every time the the moment you get comfortable with a mechanic it takes it away from you and gives you something new to play with so like every level you're being introduced to new crafting materials that you can integrate into your being somehow Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if it's like god of i don't know if the new god of war does this but my interpretation of or my, from my understanding, in the previous God of War games, you had, like, eight different weapons you can play with. Or actually, uh, Devil May Cry 6 is a better example. Like, yeah. you have the guns, you have the fists, you have the boots, you have whatever. Um, so, but you, so every time that you get something new, it becomes part of your weapon wheel that you can then integrate into yourself whenever you want. And you can try different combos, like, different crafting combos. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and... But also your health is tied to the material you have on you. So if you get hit in a boss fight while you had your uh, your googly eyes on, which give you laser beam eyes for some reason, guess what? You lost those laser beam eyes for the rest of the fight. Now you got to try out a different material and see how that works with the other things you have equipped. I also so love like, the idea that as the game gets you, as you the character get bigger and bigger, tools that you had at the beginning don't matter anymore. Like let's use that laser pointer mm. idea idea Mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. when you get it it's like a stun because the idea is that you're pointing it in the eyeballs of somebody and so they get stunned but when you get really Uh, big like that's not gonna stun anybody it's a laser pointer yeah yeah oh but then then it becomes like something then you can each tool can still be used later on is like because you said laser pointer i'm wondering okay maybe there's a loose cat in this joanne's fabrics maybe that becomes you use those tools as like puzzle solvers so it'll be like oh man i need something off of the top shelf let me use my googly eyes to laser point and guide this cat to come knock this thing off for me so it's like each tool has a double purpose of being a weapon but as as it basically as you get bigger weapon, and it becomes tool yeah. sized, it is now a tool. Yeah, yeah I love yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna All put right, a, give me a pin game. in this. Yeah, I, let's I, do this, another game. I'm so interested in body horror clay like shit. Like it's so it, it's it just ooh gets my engine rubbing, rubbing, loving. I meant to say gets loving your, and rubbing. Gets your engine loving, rubbing. <laughs> All right, what you got? That's what Scooby Doo would say if he was in the Fast and the Furious movies. All right, there you go. That's our next game. It's Wacky Races, but in the Fast and Furious universe. This comes from Caleb Personal Pan Martin, a pay-to-lose game. Blake, they keep on making the dang-dang video games too easy. You know what I mean? Okay. I sat down and I played No More Heroes 3, and I put it on the normal difficulty, and I blasted right through that game. Barely had to think. Yeah. I played through Resident Evil 8. 
It wasn't even scary at Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil 8 Village. <laughs> I played through Resi 8. wasn't even scary. Just played the whole dang uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. It was super easy. Don't pay attention to uh-huh. the times that I died against the final boss because it was difficult. <laughs> I'm, and, like, they're making video games too easy. And a pro gamer like me, having finished Dark Souls, not that was a lie, having finished Sekiro and Fury, I'm, like, a pro gamer now, and I need video games mm-hmm. that are going to come with some heat. So why I want to create just a video game that is so difficulty. no. Even the hardest difficulty is too easy. What we need to do is we need to create a system where if you want the uh-huh. game to be more difficult and become enjoyable, you have to pay okay. more money. You know, you have all these people saying like, "Oh, I want a difficulty slider in Dark Souls," and it's like, yeah, there should be accessibility options. But what if Elden Ring is going to be super easy? And if you uh-huh. want to be a real gamer, Blake. Put your money where your mouth is. You gotta, pay the $200 okay. for the extra hard mode. Okay, so how does this translate into gameplay rather than just a one-time purchase? Like, where's what is the... Because <laughs> Every what time it, you pay money, you get new game plus. And it will keep adding pluses. <laughs> but it's still so easy. The numbers only go up so much every time you buy a new game plus to make it harder. This is a game that will capitalize on those people that think that video games need to be hard in order to be enjoyed. Oh, God. This is, like, specifically marketed towards those dudes. Are you an angry game uh, game reviewer who thinks g- games that need to be wicked hard and challenge you to your, to your deepest abilities to be good? This game's for you. I'm, I'm trying I'm to figure out... I'm targeting people that how... were like, Sekiro needs to be difficult in order to be really enjoyed. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wait, I'm targeting were pe- were those. People, pe- wait, hold on. Were people saying that? Because I thought se- yes. I thought people were when saying Sekiro se- was good because it was hard. That's what I'm saying. It's like Sekiro is a very good game. Do not get me wrong. It did bring up mm-hmm. the discussion about whether or not there needed to be more like accessibility options in games that are built like that. Or games in general need better accessibility options. Because while Sekiro is mm-hmm. a very cool game, it is not a game that is accessible to people. Especially people mm-hmm. that have like problems with using standard controllers you know what this gives me the energy of of like (laughs) this whole fuck you thing of like uh because i'm I'm picturing in this game that you've come up with it's like you go to the accessibility options page and it's just like it literally just says fuck accessibility options no no no. that's the energy this game all the accessibility options this game is going to be super approachable what i'm I'm creating is a game that is infuriating two people that think that Sekiro had to be difficult in order to be good. This so is a game you want to make a game so fun. hard that it that it shits on the people it shits a on game those that is, people specifically. A game that is so easy that mm-hmm. it feels it is made to anger those people. I'm saying what if mm-hmm. Elden Ring, Elden Ring comes out. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy mm-hmm. game. It's really approachable and it's very friendly to its players. That would be mm-hmm. super cool to pick up a game that has accessibility options ready for that, especially because yeah. I think that that world's going to be very cool. It will make uh-huh. gamers, capital G gamers, very mad <laughs> because capital G gamers are under the impression that games have to be hard in order for them to be properly enjoyed. It's how you experience the artist's true message. Mm-hmm. It needs so, okay, to be so, difficult. And we say, so okay, the, yeah, you're right, Chucklehead. Give me $20. Give me $20. Put your money where your mouth is. You think that the game should be hard? Pay more money. It'll be harder. I think the way that you can make this and really put some stank on this, because I'll, I'll be honest, doing just a one-time payment and you'd be like, oh, now you have the hard things unlocked. That's, you know, that's, that's, it's funny, but we can, we can do something different. Um, 
you know like how in Dark Souls 1 you had the humanity thing mm-hmm. um where it's like it's it's a limited time or it's a it's a limited material and you need to be in humanity mode to do to access a bunch of the different things in the game so i'm wondering is this a purchase by purchase thing so like let's say you call it the uh let's call it the tanker of hard ale so it's like a tankard of hard gameplay you're buying okay yeah, and that I'd costs like, like 20 bucks so but every time you die you need to buy another tankard of hard ale so it's like <laughs> hey you want you wanted this fucking hard gameplay you're gonna get it but guess what the moment you die and the moment you fucking get shit on by this hard gameplay you asked for you need to buy <laughs> another thing because guess what this is what you fucking wanted you complained and you complained <laughs> about how games need to be hard and then guess what this is what fucking happens when you complain and get elitist you fuck that's the energy I'm going for yes so. yes, yes. <laughs> give me the punishes elitist gamers I'm all for that so so if you the game mode that you want and that you ask for, you need to repetitively pay for because guess what? This game, it's going to be hard as dicks. It's going to be fucking awful and uncomfortable and not fun to play, and you are going to die a lot. I never kept track of how many times I died in Sekiro, but it's a lot. Now I've multiplied that by like $10, $20 every time I die. Dude, we're going to make a lot of fucking money. We're going to make Season so much two, money off of people that I won't feel bad about getting money off of. This rules. And guess and guess what? This works out great for you and I cuz now I get those health benefits and they're being paid and that's being paid for by dick shits. <laughs> and that's what elitists get. They get to pay for your health insurance. <laughs> What a flex that would be. Be like, I go, I go into the dock and be like, hey man, I need, you know, I, I, I need some antibacterial stuff. My face is starting to get all numb again. And they're like, all right, it's like, oh, that's going to be two hundred dollars. And then like, I bring out the spiritual suck, like brand, like debit card, and be like, put it on this. <laughs> and then I just think about all the assholes that you, all the, all the money I've gotten, all the from money jerk-offs. you've gotten from people <laughs> that say that games have to be hard to be enjoyed. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> All right, let me give you another game. Okay. All right, this one comes to us on Twitter from I am not witty enough for a funny name at ARP1033, a cooking game where you commit food crimes, make the most disgusting gross food combos that are still edible, i.e. blending 300 jelly beans and some soy milk into a smoothie, Gatorade rice, etc. All right. Here's the problem that I've noticed immediately. Yo, what's up? (laughs) Both of those things I know you would eat without a doubt. No, don't call me out like that. Yes, I would eat them, but that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> like if I had rice I mean, that I, I had boiled in Gatorade and then was like, check this out, Blake. Here you go. Fruit punch yeah, rice. You would do it. I mean, no hesitation. I, I w- okay, I wouldn't. I, maybe not fruit punch. Actually, no, fruit punch rice would be good. Yeah, that's good. what if I you thought. Yeah. It, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, like, maybe like lime. Do a little bit of lime that has that kind of citrusy rice flavor. I could dig that. Yeah. Um, also, also, it'd be green and you'd be like, Oh hell yeah, green. Yeah, just green green porridge slop. Yeah, it, 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 sign me up. It sounds awesome. Also, jelly beans and soy milk is just like fruity pebbles. It's just a bunch of little fruity pellets in milk. God, like yeah, that's, you I, make me so <laughs> upset with the things that you say. I mean, dude, don't that's talk the thing. To me about like, food. I don't I'll think that you could do a food crime in, in this game that would like <laughs> stop you. <laughs> so okay, but to go to the game and what I'm picturing here, like, what's a food crime I, that you can't get behind? A food crime that I can't get behind? 
Um, like, like, is it like a really common like accident thing? Like, is it like mashed potatoes and corn? Like, you just won't fuck with? No, I love, I love that. Actually, you I mix them together, that, don't you? You get the little corn I, on your bar on yeah, his barbecue Sunday. You mix you the corn about? with it's the mashed a... potatoes. Yep, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a good texture. Do you not like that? Are you weird about textures or word? I mean, understandably, I can, I can understand some food textures are weird, but like that one's like, pretty basic. I'm, I'm very that's hard on... to avoid. The corn is always next to the mashed potatoes. They're going to get mixed together. That's I'm like, very... it... <laughs> see, I, I leave it alone. The, ac- the mix up that happens is the mix up that. that happens. I don't purposely seek it out like a criminal like you. I'm not a food anarchist. I like, dude, I watched Ratatouille and just seeing him combine like cheese and strawberries, I'm like, Man, there are textures that you can play with. There could be there could be soft and chewy, and there could be like there's like a little bit of like flakiness on this on this cold. Thing. Are you proposing it's, it's, it's that ra- little little chef the rat is what Jokerified you into food crimes? No, you saw it's not cheese Joker-fied. and strawberries, and you thought Joker Fuck everything. Jo- Jokerified implies that I've gone unhinged, and now everything's game. Though that may be true, then name me is- three <laughs> things that aren't game. Oh, sorry, you said it was true. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay, regardless of that, let's talk this game. So I have, you and I have been playing Dead Rising on the YouTube channel, and that's been a wonderful You can't make this game. That's what I'm proposing to you, Blake. I'm saying that you are so off the cuff and out of pocket (laughs) on food things that you cannot be a frame of reference to craft this game. This isn't a place that I want you. Okay, I, 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 AJ, my, my job Your here, appetite my is role, unwelcome my... in this dev space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my job here is to make games that should not be made. And I'm going to make a game where you ferment boiled eggs and Gatorade. So that's, I'm just, I am here to do a job and I will do that to the best of my ability. <laughs> so. We have been playing Dead Rising, and this is not by any means new of a zombie apocalypse happening in a mall, or a zombie apocalypse happening where the survivors are stuck in, like, a Walmart, or some sort of food thing. So what if this is a game, a survival game, where you're not fighting zombies or whatever, you are just scouring this mall while avoiding zombies to collect various food items that you can then bring back to the other survivors, and then they will rate your food. They have the audacity to rate your food, um, even though it's like they're not getting off their asses to help make this food. To be like, I I just think you can have a lot of fun where it's like, even though you're in a survival situation and any food is good food, that these people have the audacity. It's like... Everybody who is a survivor that you're taking care of was a shitty Yelp food review. Uh, like yes, a, a, yes, yes. Food reviewer. So they, like, you bring back... A food critic, like, I believe, going, is the word you're digging yeah, for. Yeah, food critic. You bring back soy, you bring back eggs and a couple bottles of Gatorade, and then you decide to let those those eggs sit in the, the, the lime juices of a Gatorade thing to get, like, pickled eggs, but it's, like, Gatorade pickled eggs. Mm-hmm. And then you serve them up, and they're like... A sweet egg. This is... This is aud- this is aud- this is aud- the audacity of this dish. Gosh, is Gator egg is it, right it, there, my, huh? And we missed it. Gator, 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 <laughs> Gator egg. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, but then that's the game. So it's like between levels, you are getting rated on the dishes that you do. So it's this back and forth of a sandbox game where you have to avoid zombies. So maybe it's uh, let's say Mirror's Edge. It's like you are parkouring to avoid 
these zombies. And there's some fun flow mechanics there. Oh, what if it takes a little bit from, uh, what's it called? That uh, de- uh, Death Stranding, where it's like if you get hit, you drop everything you have on you. Okay, so, like, yeah. you may, okay, so you, it's a little so, dying light. It's a little bit Death Stranding. You're running around. You're, sho- you're mm-hmm. on little shopping missions. You're trying to get as many food yes. things as possible. The problem yes, is that, of course, yes. in the zombie apocalypse, the food has all been taken. And so you're, you're trying yes. to find the stuff that's still good. You find a Twinkie uh-huh. here. You find some gravy uh-huh. there. You go back home. What? You make some gravy and Twinkies. What if people give you orders? Like, before you go out on a mission, it's like, hey, man, I'm really – I need something salty. Like, I, I've – or I need something that's like a soup. I need something hot. I need something cold. And it's nothing that really dictates exactly what they want. It's like nobody says outright, I want a Twinkie. Nobody says outright, I want They say pebbles. something, I like, could go for something savory and sweet right now. And yes. so you're like, and then I'm you trying get to, to decide I'm on trying what to that tick is. as many boxes as possible. If I can get sweet, savory, yes. and salty in one meal, then I'm going to get so yes. many points. Yes, yes, yes. And as you go through the game, you discover more you discover more recipe cards. <laughs> you know, like in Dead Rising, you get the weapon combo cards that you can collect and like Here's discover. my one it's question like then. Because yeah, I think that what we're doing is very funny, but it's all just words and make pretend. How do I uh-huh. make somebody eat a gator egg? A gator? I mean, you serve it up. It's not like they have an option. No, Blake, I'm apocalypse. asking how do I set up in my real world the situation where the video game has given me the recipe on how to prepare and cook a gator egg, and I convince my neighbor to eat one. You know, I'm new Are- in town. I just got to a new city. <laughs> I'm trying to spice up my some friendships and need some good icebreakers. And I think that showing up if- with a bunch of devil eggs, not deviled eggs, <laughs> devil eggs, because they are food that Satan would eat. And I say, check this out. It's Twinkie with gravy a- on it. It's a hush puppy, but I filled it with jelly beans instead of cheese. Melted melted jelly beans. But you not didn't, a hush they're puppy. Not all what's the it called when it's a, it, what's it called when it's like a pig in a blanket? It's that, but instead it's like bad. I don't have a good joke for what I would put in a bad pig in a blanket. Sorry. <laughs> It's a pig in a blanket, but it's got jelly beans inside of it, or not like gummy bears. We can't, we can't keep going back to jelly beans. I'm sorry, I just hate jelly beans so much, and if you put them in anything, I'm out. <laughs> All right, it's a beignet, but the cream filling inside, instead of like any sort of filling inside, it is. Oh, actually, people like Vegemite. People beignets really like don't Vegemite. have filling. Come on. Check yourself. What? Beignets don't have filling? What are you nah, talking about? No, they're just about? fluffy, dog. They're fluffy and delicious. What? Mm-hmm. what? But they don't... But they, they They've don't got a lot of powdered it? sugar, but check this out. This time, it's just flour. Eat up. <laughs> he didn't have powdered sugar, so he just got beignets, but covered them in, flour. in like baking yeah. soda. Mm-hmm. No, in baking soda to add that little bit of spice, that little bit of zing. It's all I think salt? you can eat baking it's soda, right? It's all powdered right? salt? It's all powdered salt. <laughs> Actually, that does sound pretty good. Like a How salty do I donut. Get people mm-hmm. to put mm-hmm. to eat the recipes that we've created. Um, I, uh, I'm imagining people would just try it on their own. Like the mar. Okay, the marketing campaign is is us per- is us making on TikTok little bite sized videos, <laughs> wink bite sized videos. I like of it. Each of these recipes from the game. So that's part of the marketing campaign. So I my eventual goal would be. 
it, to get people to make these recipes, because we consciously know they're fucking awful. Like, everything in this game is bad. Don't mm. make it. We well, again, I know that. Again, you are not an expert in this space. I need you to have an asterisk <laughs> on that. You need to be honest you know with our consumers. You, you, you would eat you these. Keep, you keep shitting on me, but I'm just going to come out and say, I, I literally just I pitched beignet covered buds. in powdered salt, and I heard you say, mmm, sweet bread <laughs> with a shit ton of salt on it. Yum. So, like, well, what, do you, what the fuck do you think a maple donut is, AJ? It's just a salty donut. That's all it is. It's just a salty, frosted donut. What is a beignet? A donut. <laughs> you can't do this. It, it is what it, it is. Exa- they are prepared the same way. They are dough that's been fried. They, they're they're just shaped differently. That's all it is. Okay. The next time we go to the street fair, I'm going to ask for an elephant ear. And when they say salt or, or sugar or cinnamon, I'm just going to say as much salt as humanly fucking possible. Fucking and then I'm going to give you a salty- and I will scoop it. I will scoop it into my gullet and I will fucking not break eye contact with you. I will eat it. I will eat it and just give you the dagger eyes the entire time I'm eating it. All right. Either way, that's we have us some games. We should take a small break to discuss a little bit more about Suck Season 2. And then we're going to go into our brand new, uh, instead of boss fights, we are going into modifiers. All right. Let's talk about Season 2. Which one of our lovely new additions would you like to talk about? All right, so we got some great news. A couple months back, we launched our merch store, which had a whole line of shirts and stickers and stuff like that. And we thought, mm, you know, this can use some spice. This can use some something new. So we took one of our favorite moments in the show that AJ and I constantly quote outside uh, when he and I are just hanging out, um, and we turned it into a sticker. And uh, AJ, it is one of my favorite. Th- it's probably one of my favorite things you've ever fucking said uh, it's on like the show. It's like the first moment that I remember doing this podcast, and I was like, "I'm having the time of my life with this stupid <laughs> bit right here." And that actually was a moment from like it was when we were still recording in person, even. So like, yeah, it's over like it it's over like a year and a half old now, and that bit yeah. is the Gators OP. Please nerf. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, alligators can climb fences. Alligators can climb fences. They and run up to 30 pa- miles per hour. They can swim and yep. crush anything with their jaws. They can leap and bound. And, like, the only reason why gators don't kill all of us is because they simply choose not to. We can't get too <laughs> deep into this. And some fuckers decided in Florida, of all places. I mean, it makes sense. It's Florida. It's a crazy, it's a crazy ass state. They have a mini golf course next to live gators. So you could be mini golfing. And then you turn your back, and then you turn, and then you turn back around, and there's a gator right there behind you, just ready to chomp on you, and that's fucking terrifying. Who decided? Who thought that that was a good idea? Um, so we wanted to just encapsulate that moment, um, one of our we favorite moments in our lives. It, the it was so we good. It. <laughs> so there is a brand new sticker on our store for Gators OP. Please nerf. It's an adorable little sticker. We had a lot of fun making it, and we hope uh, you enjoy uh enjoy it as well we have links to our merch store in the comments below and we got one more piece of to our season two update that we will talk about in patch notes blake raya speaking of updates let's go ahead and grab a modifier from our discord now all right okay this time around it isn't just boss fights anymore now is it blake no. So the brand new thing that we're doing on our Patreon Discord is, we, as you know, we've been doing like boss fights at the end of every episode where our Patreon members can submit a boss fight. It could be like um, just some 
At the end of every episode, our Patreon Discord submits a boss fight. This could be something that we they some. Oh God, it's usually I, a character that are it's usually a character or an enemy that we will face up against somewhere in the game, which is a really fun mm-hmm. way to think about how our game actually functions. But yeah. Blake and I noticed mm, time and time again we kept on skipping it or forgetting about mm-hmm. it. And this obviously mm-hmm. means one thing and one thing only. We were bored of it. We needed some spice. We needed some add-on. So what we decided to do is um to make our Patreon a little bit a little bit cooler, a little bit awesome, is we now have modifiers, which are themes that we have pre-selected, and every two weeks we pick a new theme and give it to our Discord for them to have fun with and give us new ideas. NPCs, bosses, items, the theme is going to be brand new every couple of weeks, and this week's theme, I think AJ is going to tell you. This week's theme is consumable items. We wanted to see what people had as ideas, as consumable items, something that you will use Uh, one off in the game and then ignore it for ignore that item for the rest of it. (laughs) Unless, you know, consumable (laughs) items like health potions, things that you're going to hold on to like a billion of them before you go and fight the final boss. We need to pick our nugget before we find out which one of these games gets a consumable item, though. I feel like the one that would have the best idea or the best use of consumable items might be our crafting game. Our, I like, agree. Because that game's all about collecting shit anyways. So I'm wondering what are Horrors some of like... Horrors in a okay, crafting store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, horror in a crafting store. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a stronger name, but <laughs> I'm going to look at some modifiers. This one comes to us on Discord from Gazer Meat Made of You. So I'm wondering if we want to go to sort of a body horror aesthetic and you're talking about like doing this game the the whole point of this game is to become more human that opens up the door are you collecting body parts like are you is this like jojo's part six where you're collecting pieces of a body and or part set or part eight whatever whatever one where they're collecting pieces of jesus christ yeah 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 (laughs) i think it's more that you are collecting things and they become a part of you like you get clay and Mm -hmm. then like ah that clay's your skin now and then you go on you get like paper and like ah that paper is your legs now you can run like the wind Mm And then you keep going, mm-hmm. well, and you get a clothes hook, and uh, congratulations, the clothes hook is your back, and now you're a really well, how is, tall how is and that long, different? stringy man. How is that different than what we've already talked about? I want to try and implement, like, Gazer said meat. Meat specifically, and I'm wondering if this, as the game goes on, because you and I talked about this being a, a body horror game that you discover, it towards the end of the game... Maybe you just have pieces of actual flesh mixed in with the clay, and it just becomes this re- like really uncomfortable, really fucking wild thing. But that's like also a design aesthetic. How is the meat used? I'm wondering. Um... <laughs> Go on. I hear you chuckling. This makes me upset. Go. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's like a currency, or you have to use it as a health item. Like you have to like take some of <laughs> this is a little bit too much actually now that i think about so Gather, what you're proposing you is an idea of a collectible <laughs> item that you'll get through the game that'll be one use health bumps yes yes like you get little bits little chunks chunk of meat it'll be an extra collectible <laughs> item i think that what we could do with this game is like you and i talked about there not being any like no traditional health when you get hit by things you'll yeah. they'll just like come fall on the floor mm-hmm. and you can pick them back up Perhaps we mm-hmm. will give a collectible item that you can hunt down through the world, maybe an item that you can purchase, and it will be uh-huh. a piece of meat. 
If you pop mm-hmm. the piece of meat in the middle of a combat run, all of your flesh will regrow in that one moment. The things on oh, the floor fall, disappear and despawn, and you will have your yeah. whole body back together in that one well, moment. What if, what if this is, um? because again, I'm playing God of War right now, what if this operated like resurrection stones? So like a chunk of meat is what you use when your character dies. Oh. So it's like, but it, that's like a one time. So like you're in a boss fight and you're, all your weapons, all your clay gets knocked off of you and you lose all of your quote health, unquote. Um, as soon so as you die. there is still a fail state. You can fo- lose all of yes. your items and run around as a paperclip and then perhaps yes. with one final blow, much like Sonic the Hedgehog, if you've lost all your rings and then you get hit, that's a game over. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you, so you get into that dying like quick time event and it's like you have the option of like Sekiro, allow yourself to die or use meat. <laughs> use meat then, use meat <laughs> and then the you know the paperclip just tosses a little chunk of meat in their in the area that looks like their mouth and it just mm-hmm. disappears as soon as it makes contact and then that would be kind of cool because then all of like the clay that's on the floor would wriggle and come back to you like um you know like the no it doesn't Venom wriggle it grows looks. out i want a really horrifying oh, thing where you watch you? a paper clip oh. spawn clay and then the clay spawns oh, paper and then the paper like spawns it... a pa- spawns a clothes rack and oh. then the clothes rack spawns a t-shirt made of paper and it just grows oh. out horrifying that sounds disgusting i yeah, love this it. is all a right. gross game it's a ps5 exclusive <laughs> and we watch all of it drip and drop and grow horribly oh i love it i love it i love it i love it all right do you have a consumable? I think Aiden proposes khaki pants. Khaki pants. <laughs> that's the most human. <laughs> that's the. Wait, hold on a second. That's our. Oh my You're... god. Wait, I have it for you. Yes, I have uh, it. For no, you. I know exactly what okay. it is already. Here's what the khaki pants are used for. If you are able to go, attain go, go, a go. pair of khaki pants, you propose the idea of this cat being in the world. Now, as yes. we all know, cats enjoy one thing, and that is killing and hurting things that are roughly their size, unless <laughs> it is a human being. Uh huh. Now, if so you uh, if you... you use these, if you get a pair of khaki pants and then you uh, use those khaki pants, what you are being mm-hmm. now, what you now have, is a free ticket and a little timer for how long you can run with these khaki pants before they disappear. That you can move yeah. across the big hall of the the joannes and essentially fast travel all the way to the other side of the store and if the cat sees you the cat will be like as a person obviously they're wearing pants now if you try to make your way across the giant joannes fabric just through on the floor without the khaki pants the cat will know the jig is up and the cat will try to hurt and kill you and it will do so immediately i wonder if the khaki pants are considered an item that you find and it's not necessarily a consumable in the sense of like you use it and then it goes away. It's something. It's an item that you permanently have. I like it using it that that those khaki pants become your fast travel. It has a item. five hour in real time cooldown. Well, I'm wondering not necessarily fast, that. You I'm will wondering have to if jump you can around use this. the platform and chop and screw and leap your way to the other side of the Joannes unless you use the khaki pants and then you can walk. Well, comfortably. I was wondering. I, I'm wondering if you can use that in combat. Like, that's your rage mode. Or, like, you you go human for, like, ten seconds. It's like uh, it's like any ultimate mode in any game. Like uh, I'll give you this. I, you can, yeah. They are consumable items because you will need to buy more khaki pants or craft more khaki pants. And you can <gasps> you either use them. You need to find shreds them, of khaki. You need to you find can, shreds you of khaki. Have, or and then purchase those shreds are of khaki. hidden out in the world. 
Yeah, those are hidden in the world, and you need like let's say f- five pieces. Five and pieces then you of can khaki make... will let you make a pair of oh pants. You can choose God. whether or not That's this awesome. item will be used in combat or in free travel. And I think what this yeah. actually opens up to is you, we've proposed the idea of like having a lot of items and pieces of yourself that you've collected throughout the game that either are weapons yeah. or are tools. What this is uh-huh, going to open uh-huh. up is the idea of when you pause the game, I'm imagining a little drop-down menu comes from the top, like a point-and-click adventure. And in that point, yes. you can choose out your loadout, choose what is what equipment is assigned to what buttons. So if you want to mm-hmm. use the khaki pants, you'll have to pause the game, equip khaki pants, and then use khaki pants. Oh, you follow what I mean? This I, would also give you yeah, the ability no, no, in I, the middle of combat to pause and then say equip laser pointer yeah. in right hand yeah this is because laser this is pointer like, uh, is different as at the beginning of the game when it's a stun and the end of the game when it's used to point the cat in certain directions this is a lot like a uh, the final fantasy remake am i right where it's like in the middle of combat you can kind of like do a pseudo slow time pause and then like change loadout or change abilities middle in, of the fight in final fantasy it is just to choose abilities but we would be using it to change mm. the way that your character is built yes i Love it as a combat use. I don't necessarily know if it works as like a way to fast travel. I feel like fast travel should be something. Do, I guess it boils down to: Do you want fast travel to be something that they don't have access to all of the time? Yes. Or is it fast? Oh, okay. So it's like this is a game where it is about. I actually, I kind of like that because it's a collectathon it makes platformer. You feel, of course, well, we have to get rid small. of platforming. Yeah, it does make well, you feel it makes very. You, small. It makes you feel small, like it, the fact that you this. You are a small being in a massive world, and that is this this Joanne's fabrics, where it's like there are so many there's so many places to hide and be, and it's just a lot of empty space. <laughs> like any good quality open world game, it's a lot of bump fuck nowhere. Nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we call in this game? What are we gonna call this game? We can't call it Joanne's. That's two on the nose. Might have proposed Boans. <laughs> um, I I think we can do something. Maybe not necessarily. What's in the, the name, name of, the of our little dude that's trying to come to life? Um, you can call him Clay because Clay is a name. <laughs> Clay is good. My concern Used is that Clay, Clay or... is maybe not not that great of a mascot character name. Oh, really? Okay. Um, well, you. <laughs> Uh, let me see. I, I, do we want to, okay, is this a game where we're calling it the name of the character? It feels like it's playing on a lot of, like, Jack and Dexter, Banjo-Kazooie type things. So, or like Mario, Spyro. Like, we have a little guy that's going to be our companion as we watch and grow him to be a big thing. Mm -hmm. So I do want to name our little guy. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Did I hear you say Clippy? Huh? Cliffy? Clippy. How do we feel about Clippy? Cliffy? I like Cliffy, but part of my dumb, dumb brain was like, <laughs> you know, like how they call it Detroit Become Human? What if we just call it Joanne's Become Human? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Joanne's Become Human. It's so stupid. It's so it's so fucking stupid and and low effort and funny. That rules, Blake Rea. You've done it. 
Joanne's Become Human. That's a game, baby. I don't care what we name our little guy anymore. They're dead to me. The name is so good. All right, let's go to patch notes. Let's go to patch notes. Become human. (laughs) It's so stupid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Now, Blake and I mentioned earlier that we made one slight change to our Discord, which was the modifier shift. But that is not the only shift that has been made. The other big thing that we did was we actually did a full remodel of our Patreon Discord. The goal here was to give a better space for our community to really interact and exchange ideas about things that they're interested in. So we added a bunch of new channels to help niche down what people are going to want to talk about. Some of the channels that we thought would be really good is we added a whole dedicated space for all of the bonuses that come with our Patreon, like modifiers, early art, early access bonus content, and even like a channel dedicated to our game nights. We have a bunch of text channels for people to get together, talk about their pets. I made that channel for me because I got to share pictures of my 30 pound cat and then we have another area for gaming so we have like gotcha we have mmorpgs we have tabletop chats and even we have a channel dedicated to people wanting to get together to play games where you know i know i'm in there i'm in the process of planning some board games with some people on the discord i'm super excited i'm super pumped and we hope you can come join us on our patreon it's only two dollars a month you get a bunch of benefits and it's gonna be hope to see you there And with that, I think we're good to close the show out. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. And thank you so much for not telling Joannes that we're infringing on their copyright by creating (laughs) video games about them that they probably wouldn't be super jazzed about. (laughs) As always, our intro and outro music is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I have been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made.